They've gone back from Africa. They've gone back from the Americas. They've gone back from Asia. They've gone back from Europe. The Bible actually says that they will return from the four corners of the earth. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Welcome back to In Grace on this Monday, September 18th. This is Jim Scudder, and today we're going to talk about the Jewish people and the promises in the Bible that they would first be dispersed and then be regathered. And I'm going to talk about why we as Christians, as evangelicals, should bless Israel. Should we? And why should we? Of course, I say yes. I am a firm believer that people should support the people of God or God's earthly people, the Jewish people, and even Israel, because Israel is you know, the place where they are, they are back as a nation, and it is a miracle. And I'm going to go over that today and share with you why I believe it's such an incredible thing that Israel is back in the land today. I call it the, the modern miracle of the rebirth of a nation. This never happens. If you look through the annals of history, once a country is gone and dispersed, they don't regather. And Israel not only has regathered, but they've resumed a language that was basically gone, Hebrew, and they've not just barely survived, they've thrived in the land. And that's why we take trips to Israel. We have uh, trips coming up, an in-grace tour in February that's sold out in June that's probably within two or three of selling out. And then in February of 2025, that one is open. So if you're interested in going to Israel, uh, check out our Israel tours on ingraceradio.com. But tomorrow, I'm going to be continuing to preach about this. Why should we bless Israel? But tomorrow, I'm going to give you 10 reasons why a Christian should support and bless Israel. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to tell you how you can support and bless Israel. So I believe that these are important things, and I believe God, when he says, I'm going to bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you, I want God's blessing. Just before we get into the message, I'm so excited to announce that we have two Gather in Grace events where myself, my wife, our team go to where you are. Now, we have some listeners, quite a few listeners out in the Dakota, South and North Dakota. We're going to be in Mitchell, South Dakota in October, and we're going to be at the Corn Palace. Everybody from Dakota, North or South Dakota, you know where that is. And we're going to have a rally there, an In Grace rally. So you're invited. Their tickets are free, but you have to get a ticket. Go to our website, ingraceradio.com. And then in February of 2024, we'll be in Phoenix, Arizona. We would love to meet all of our In Grace friends in those two areas. So check it out, ingraceradio.com, and then click on Gather In Grace. Life is full of dilemmas. Um, one of my biggest dilemmas in life is when I try to find a synonym for the word synonym. Ever thought that? It's tough, right? It's tough. Uh, and then here's another dilemma. What do you do when you see an endangered animal eating an endangered plant? <laughs> These are dilemmas. 
Now, how about this one? If you try to fail and succeed, have you failed or succeeded? Right? These are all big dilemmas in life. There's another dilemma, as we're going to talk today about what does the Bible have to say about Israel and uh, if we should be blessing Israel. Uh, there's a dilemma. I mean, Israel is there. It's, a, it's a, a reborn nation. And some Christians have a dilemma in answering this question, is Israel special? That's truly a dilemma for some Christians. I hope it's not a dilemma for you, but when we've seen what's happened in our modern era, in your lifetime, and for sure your, your parents' or grandparents' lifetime, a, a major miracle has occurred. And just looking at this, this question, is Israel special, and then if so, should we bless Israel? These are two main questions. The first part of that I'd like to address from mostly a secular perspective. Let's just, and, and I never do this, but let's just take this out of the equation for a second, and let's just look at this incredible thing that's happened in our lifetime or our, our parents' or grandparents' lifetime. This, the greatest miracle of our time is the rebirth of the nation of Israel. As, a, as an independent nation in 1948, we cannot overemphasize how rare, it's actually so rare it's never happened before, where a nation was dispersed and we're not in existence but were reborn, and not only the nation was reborn, but the language was reborn. Hebrew was dead. It was not spoken by, by people, maybe, you know, scholars, but not by the masses. And even, even Hebrew came back. Never before has an entire race of people been without a homeland for so long. I mean, we're talking 2,000 years. So, so we have to look at this even from a secular perspective, and see that something incredibly special happened in that land that this book is from. And everything we read about is pretty much right there in the land of Israel. And the Bible actually talks about this happening. Now, we know it's happened, but the Bible actually predicted it. Look at Hosea 1.11. It says, Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. So we have the prediction that they would be dispersed, the prediction that they would come back, and this return was for a reason and for a time. You say, well, what is that? And when is that? Well, I believe the reason is for Israel to be saved nationally as they find out that Yeshua is the Messiah. Jesus is the, the Messiah. And they will, the Bible says, look upon him whom they have pierced. And I believe at that day, the, the nation, at least the remnant of the nation of Israel in the future tribulation period, will realize that, that Jesus is the Messiah nationally. And they're brought back to the land for this time. In our days, we're continuing to see this thing called Aliyah, which is Hebrew for ascending or going up. And, and when the Jews return to Israel, it's called Aliyah. It's, it's this idea of going back or ascending. So when you go to Israel, 
the, the focal point of Israel is Jerusalem. And you always go up to Jerusalem. But millions of, of Jews have ascended, have made Aliyah from all the four corners of the earth. Millions of Jews have gone back to this homeland. They've gone back from Africa. They've gone back from the Americas. They've gone back from Asia. They've gone back from Europe. The Bible actually says that they will return from the four corners of the earth. And isn't that incredible how, how accurate the Bible is? Look at that. He shall set up an assign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. And so it is. When I'm in Israel, I love talking to both uh, Jews and Arabs, Muslims, uh, Christians. There's all sorts of different levels of ethnicity and religion and, and all of that. So we, we have great conversations and we, we want to love all people. And uh, I was in a taxi and I was talking to the driver and we're just chatting and, you know, his English was a little broken, but it was still very good, way better than my Hebrew, which is two words maybe. And I said, you know, how did you end up in Israel? And he said, well, I, I made Aliyah. And I said, well, why? Why did you come back? He said, he said it's, it's like the salmon. He said, I just had this yearning and desire to go back to my ancestors' homeland. Just like that salmon returns to that little river, that little creek that they were born in. And, and he, he used that analogy, and I got, I got shivers when he said that. I'm like, this is, what the, this is what God has said is going to happen, and it's happening. Okay? So is Israel special? I mean, we have to look at this and say, this is incredible. So what are some of the things that had to happen for all of this to come together for Israel to be reborn? And I've listed a few things, and I believe many of these are things that God allowed. Some of them are, are miracles, but over the centuries, anti-Semitism has always prevailed in Europe and, and other places. But it, the, the Jews, they were dispersed, but they always kept their identity. And I've traveled the world, and I've seen Jewish communities everywhere. I, I was in India, and I saw a Jewish community in India, Ethiopia, you know, obviously in Europe and here in, in the United States, and we have Jewish areas right here in our, in our suburbs, right by us. And so Jewish people are all over the earth, but there's always this anti-Semitism, this undercurrent, which I feel is satanic. Why would there be such persecution for this people? And, and lies told about them. Well, I think it's because God gave this people a special promise and a special blessing. And when God does that, there's going to be opposition to those that oppose God. So this anti-Semitism was always around. Obviously, it culminated in the Holocaust. We'll get to that in a second. Another thing that was happening in the last century, the Allies when World War II was going on, gained control of what was known as Palestine. And that was the reason they called that Palestine, because uh, the, the, the Romans and, and others were so frustrated with the, the Jews, so they, they didn't want to call it Israel or, or Judea anymore. And so they, they basically lifted the name from the Philistines. And it was called 
Palestina, and it was changed to Palestine. And I also met people in Israel. One of our guides said that his parents' birth certificates, he's Jewish, his parents' birth certificates was pre-48, and they were called Palestinians, his Jewish parents, Palestinians. So everyone in that region that was called the, we call it the British Mandate, when, when the Allies, and in particular Britain and um, General Allenby, took control from the Ottomans, this whole region, this was all called Palestine. They later divided it up into other countries. But if they hadn't gained control of that, and if certain evangelicals weren't part of the British government, then I don't think any of this would have happened. So many steps were done to get us to the point of rebirth that I, I, even if you look at it from a secular perspective, I think you have to say, this is of God. That this is not just a normal thing. You know, a lot of Christians today and a lot of denominations and churches would say, if you say, is Israel special or is Israel miraculous today? They would say, no, because they rejected Jesus and therefore God has taken away all the promises and blessings promised to Israel and has given it to the church. It's very prevalent. It has been for centuries and it is even still today. We reject that we see from Scripture that their promises were unconditional. Now, there were conditional promises of blessing, but the promise of the land and that you know God would always love them as a people. By the way, did God pick them because they're lovely? Not necessarily. None of us are really that lovely, but you can see all the times that they rebelled and complained. And, you know, in the Bible, it wasn't because they were lovely. It was because God is God. And God wanted to take a people and do something that only he can do through them. So anyways, the Palestinian mandate, or the British mandate of Palestine was established. And uh, in, the, in those same you know, preceding years before that, Zionism was starting to take off. Zionism, Theodore Herzl was called the father of Zionism. He uh, noticed during what's called the Dreyfus Affair, which was a false conviction of a Jewish captain in France, it showed Herzl that anti-Semitism wasn't going away, even in this enlightened age that they were living in. So this was also happening. Dreyfus was convicted and later exonerated. But just to see the anti-Semitism involved in that, Herzl and others said, you know what, we need a nation. We need our homeland again. And started working toward those means. If you've ever dreamed of an exciting adventure to the mysterious land of Jordan, then call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com right now to get your free digital copy of InGrace's new series, Discover Hidden Jordan. And when you give a gift of $35 or more to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will thank you with not one, not two, but three amazing gifts. The Discover Hidden Jordan DVD, the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and an incredible book written by Dr. James A. Scudder Sr. called The Coming World Leader. And for those of you ready to make a profound impact and help more people hear the clear gospel with a generous gift of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two more video series, his eight-part Armageddon's Dawn, and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Another Zionist, scientist, Heim Wiseman, discovered something in World War I 
that helped the allies win. Okay, this is all crazy how it all comes together. But he made this discovery of a new way to create acetone, and that explosive was used to help uh, blow up the, the trenches in World War I and allow the British and the Allies to win the stalemate, to break the stalemate and win World War I. So Wiseman is given credit for helping the British and the Allies win. The British also, in World War I, control Palestine, so these things are coming together with a friendship with Wiseman and Balfour. Balfour was a British foreign minister, evangelical Christian. He believed that God had given the land to the Jews forever. And because Britain credited Wiseman for helping them with this new discovery, and Balfour was an evangelical who believed in the land should be theirs, what came from that is a declaration in the declaration, it says, His Majesty's government view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people. That's huge. Okay, Remember, they haven't been a nation for 2,000 years. And will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. It goes on to say that it being done clearly understood that nothing should be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the right and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. But the Balfour Declaration was a public acknowledgement that this land should be given to the Jewish nation. Now, that really didn't get a lot of traction, although it was important. It was important that the British controlled that territory, but then World War II. World War II was a, an awful, awful thing because of the Holocaust. Millions of Jews died, they were targeted, they were exterminated, and because of that, now the world was sympathetic to the idea of a Jewish homeland. They even offered them, like, why not another place? Why not Uganda? And that was literally offered. And they said, well, you know, that's not our homeland. Our homeland is, is Israel, you know? And so... From all of that, World War II, the Holocaust, the, the British mandate, came what's called the UN Partition Plan. Okay, The UN Partition Plan was really incredible, and that was actually accepted by the Jewish people. But that was rejected by the Arabs called the Palestinians. So before that, People began to return and make Aliyah, and the return was happening pre-World War II. But after the Holocaust, this stream became a flood of people returning to Israel because they needed a place of protection, and now the world was sympathetic toward it, and the United Nations had actually voted for this homeland. And then the miracle of miracles, folks. It was May 14, 1948. The chairman of the Jewish agency, David Ben-Gurion, proclaims the state of Israel, establishing for the first time this state, this Jewish state, for the first time in 2,000 years. All the things that we've mentioned, I believe, are all God's hand and God's providence leading to this moment. So you think, wow, okay, now they have their homeland, everything's great, everything's great. No, because 
May 14th was the day they declared independence and they were okay with what the UN was gonna give them. May 15th, this is what happened. Armies from all sides, Arab armies, come in and attack Israel. They had just survived the Holocaust. They weren't equipped. They weren't possibly gonna be able to, to hold off all of these, these armies, but they did. Again, looking at this from the, the view of a, a secular view of history, you gotta say, this is incredible. This is a special nation that survived that attack and somehow they won and they actually gained territory and then, and then they were attacked over and over. So they survived this first attack of, of independence. Somehow they won miraculously and then in 67, Six Day War, 73, the Yom Kippur War, they survived again and again against all odds, friends. So let's talk about Israel compared to its neighbors. Let's talk about David and Goliath. You know, David was a lot smaller than Goliath, right? Have you looked at the nation of Israel, the state of Israel, compared to the Arab world around it? Why is this little sliver of land so important? Why, do we, why are we focused on Israel in the United States? Why is, why is Europe focused on Israel? Why are all our presidents trying to achieve peace in the Middle East, in Israel? Well, it's a special place because God made it a special place. It's also the land bridge between three continents, and there are so many reasons that it's important. But look at the comparison between the Arab world surrounding it, one to 22. One little Jewish country, 22 Arab countries, and that if you include Muslim countries, it's, it's more than twice that number. Okay, I mean, look at, look at how, how outnumbered they are in population, one to 50, little Israel, and by territory, one to 800, okay? This is incredible that this happened. So let's back up a little bit and go to what Mark Twain said in 1867. He called Jerusalem a pauper village. He called it basically a wasteland. This was, of course, before they were returning in numbers. And he visited and he said that it was like sitting in ashes, the, 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 the country. It was swampy. It was a, a hopeless, dreary, and heartbroken land. But if you go to Israel today, you're going to notice something quite different. Because the Jewish people return and they have turned the desert into oasis. They actually have done so good at recycling water that I think it's 80% of their water is recycled. The closest nation to Israel, I think, is Spain, and they do like 20% recycling of their water. Israel actually exports water and energy. Only democracy in the Middle East. A thriving economy. Friends, you have to look at this and just say, wow, right? Take a step back from the scriptures, and you still have to acknowledge that Israel is special. If you agree with that, say amen. Israel is special. And we'll give you 10 reasons tomorrow why you should bless Israel. And also the, the main reason to me is that they brought us the Savior. Jesus is Jewish. He came, he died, he rose again, and he invites you to trust in him, believe in him for eternal life. Not religion, not your works, but in him alone. He died for your sins and rose again on the cross. And I hope that you have put your trust in him. We're also really excited because we've got a really neat series. We're gonna be playing on Friday the part two of Discover Hidden Jordan, but I would love for you to get the entire full-length video 
video. We're going to give you the digital download link to Discover Hidden Jordan. Very, very exciting biblical sites in Jordan. If those of you that give $35 or more, we're going to also send you not only the Discover Hidden Jordan video, but also the Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart and a book about the Antichrist. But for those of you that can give $100 or more, we've got more resources to give you. So I encourage you to contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Don't forget your free digital copy of Discover Hidden Jordan. And for gifts of $35 or more, get the DVD, the Prophecy Chart, and the Coming World Leader book. For gifts of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two video series, Armageddon's Dawn and the quest to rebuild the Jewish Temple. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.